Hello and welcome back. The story so far. Unexpectedly winsome scientist Mr Trowbridge, he of the revolving beard, has been abducted by both members of the Curry and Chips Appreciation Society and is being held in a secret bunker somewhere off Brownsea Island. Deceptively willowy Miss Parker has commandeered an experimental fusion-powered jet ski and is even now speeding to his rescue, pausing only to buy 10 kilos of cat litter and a tin of pineapple chunks. Strangely frictionless Mr Cummings is cheering her on from the safety of his penthouse, what he found abandoned on a bench in Pool Park. Straining against his bonds, more basil than James, deep in the clutches of the villain's lair, Mr Trowbridge can think of only one thing. It's amazing what rubbish you can get away with when doing these introductions. Trowbridge, make the inevitable announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, with the bit between their teeth, but the rest of it on the floor, it's episode six of Round the Archives. Fancy Smith and Jock Weir in a long and difficult night's work. BD to Z Victor 1. BD to Z Victor 1. Go to the Tabernacle Public House. A man called Stan Karen is causing a disturbance. Well, I went to the tab. There's nothing unusual in finding trouble there. And when I got there, he was stood at the bar. A big bloke. All right, tear away. Name is Stan Karen. I've often seen him about, making little fellas buy drinks for him, and telling them what he'd do to him if they didn't. So it was up to me to make sure he paid for his own beer and got out. And that's how it all started, turning a bloke out of a pub. I didn't know then what Stan Curran was going home to. I soon found out. Z Cars is tomorrow night at 8.25. This is BBC Television. Hello and welcome to episode 6. I knew that. Yeah. Of Round the Archives. Episode six. You're Lisa. Yes, I am. I'm Andrew. You are? Yes. Yeah. I I didn't need to be prompted with that. No. Right. um, I don't think there's any odds and ends from last time, have we? Although we do um, have a few people who sadly passed away we should acknowledge. Yes, unfortunately. Since the last time we've lost John Hurt. Yes. Um, we will be talking will about be more next time. Talking about next time. What are we going to do for John Hurt? Uh, I think you said Gideon's Way. Gideon's Way. Must be one of the one first of the... things he did on television. Yeah, Not the it's, first thing. No, that it's was it's the after his Ed Cars appearance, but oh, yeah. that's, that's pretty early on for him. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Gordon K. Gordon K. Uh, AKA Rene. Yes, I mean, we've, we've done a lot of hello hello in we have. recent years. We haven't yes. quite finished it yet. No. Um, no. But, uh, yes, sad to lose Gordon Kay. Yes. And also uh, David E. Rose, yes. producer of yep. Zed Cars. Of Zed Cars in the, in the 60s. Um, and, and Softly Softly. Well, uh, yes, I mean, we'll, we'll cover him in the article in a minute. Yes. But, um, yeah, because of loss of David, we thought we'd do uh, Zed Cars 
Friday night. Friday night, which is one of the um, one from the original series. Yes, first series. Zed Cars Friday night. We actually did watch on we Friday night. We did watch on Friday night. Yes, <laughs> which was most appropriate. Yeah. Um, yeah. We there's no existing trailer for it, but no. we found the nearest thing. Yeah, which is for instant reported. <laughs> instant reported, which is it's a, which is a few weeks after, isn't it? Yes, I yeah. just need to check that, but uh, it's, it's it's as close as we're going to get. Yes. In terms of continuity, yeah, it's very hard to find continuity yeah. for things like that. But Friday night, um, yeah. it's episode six, I believe, of series one. Yes, it is. Seven of Zedcast. Okay, yeah. Um, broadcast in February nineteen sixty-two, sixth February, right. actually. Okay. Oh, um, that's almost. What? We're almost what? on the anniversary of it then, because that'll oh, be Monday. Yes. Oh yes. Well, today's the what's when, today? Today's the fourth. Oh, today's the fourth. Oh, so we, we should have done it on Monday, really. Oh, we should. Oh, well, no, near <laughs> enough. Um, but yeah, why? We've been meaning to do Zed cars for a yeah. long time, haven't we? Yeah. But we were trying to decide what episode to do, whether it's yes. a sixties episode or a seventies episode. And Not Fra- to... Friday night is one I qu- I know quite well because yeah. it was released on video mm-hmm. um, years many ago. years ago. When videos were. The thing. <laughs> Videos were the thing. But we should also um, mention Paul Venezes for yes. actually finding it. Recovering it. In Cyprus. Yes. Um, we couldn't remember where it had come from. Mm. Um, so we asked Paul and he did confirm, yes, he, he found it amongst a batch of 12 episodes, which was the first seven of series one yeah. and five of the first six of series two. Five of the first six? Yes, so... Five of the first, second, f- f- Yes, five of the first six of series two. Right. Yes. Okay. Right. Um, That's weird. But then I remembered that this does get a mention in... Wiped. In Wiped. So if you'll hold that, I'll just okay. find you a couple of... Ooh, ...quotes from Paul. Um, this was after his recovery of... Um, or discovery of the Reign of Terror mm-hmm. in 1984. Yeah. And nobody thought to ask at the time whether mm-hmm. they had any more missing stuff. Which no. was perhaps a bit of an oversight, but yes. Um, and he says here, in 1989, he visited Cyprus Broadcasting, mm-hmm. and their archive was basically a room just rammed full of film. Mm-hmm. It was the middle of summer, yeah, and this room wasn't quite underground. The walls were hot, and it wasn't. It just stank. It wasn't cold. It just stank of vinegar. Oh, that's is, not a good sign. Which is not a good sign. Not with film. N- not with film. No. Yeah. Uh, and amongst a grand total of about 200 missing episodes of stuff. Mm. So there was um, Francis Durbridge thriller, mm-hmm. a series called Katie with Susan Hampshire, 1959 series of Bleak House. All right. Um, Captain Pugwash, <laughs> Zoo Quest, David Attenborough stuff. Okay. Um, but among the Zedcar stuff, Two of the episodes, quote, mm. you couldn't close the lids on the tins because of the amount of mould on the film. Oh, dear. They managed to clean the film, scrape it off, and we managed to save them. Uh, right. But as he said, I didn't have access to the BBC computer or anything like that at the time, and I had no idea that the, the episodes I found were missing. Mm-hmm. So All right. there you go. That's how we're able to see Friday night. Friday night. Mm. Oh, um, Cyprus, by the way, did get Marco Polo. Oh, what did they? Um, they got the whole of the first season okay. of Doctor Who. Their copy of Marco Polo went to Hong Kong. So oh, right, okay. It, it wasn't going to be found there. There, okay. 
Fair enough. Yeah, so if we're playing Hunt Marco Polo, it's, it's Cyprus, Cyprus is not the place to look, I'm afraid. Okay, fair um, enough. But there we go. But yes, so, what, right, so what happens in Friday night, Lisa? What happens You've in Friday it? night? Yes, I've seen it several times now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's just a typical Friday night for the policeman, it, it, really. It's, but there's, it's, there's it, no overall plot. It's a no, series of incidents, series of isn't incidents. it? And I quite like that as a format. Yeah. And it's quite well balanced in the fact that, the episode, I mean, in the fact that some of it is a little bit sad, yeah. a bit some tragic. Of it, some, some of it's grim and some, yeah, and of, some it's of it's comedy. comedy. And they balance each other quite well. And I think in the end it tips more to the side of comedy. Yeah. I mean, it's an episode by Troy Kennedy Martin. Yeah. So it's going to be good. So, you know, um, directed yeah. by John McGrath, or yeah. as he's credited on it, John McGrath, because somebody spelt his name oh, wrong. for goodness sake. Yeah. Um, you've got, and I suppose we should not assume that people know Zed Cars. No, no. Um, Zed Cars features quite a lot of very well-known English actors. Yes, I mean... We, Amongst we, them, the ever-fescent and ever-wonderful... Ever-fescent. And tell me when he ever-fescent. <laughs> Brian that's, Blessed. That's an Anthony Amy that joke. That is an Anthony Amy joke, yes. The wonderful Brian Blessed. As PC... As PC Fancy Smith. Smith. You never find out what his Christian name is. Ah, you do. Do you? You did, remember? When? The, when? when he had to appear in the tribunal. Oh, yeah. What was it? William, I think. William. Was it oh, that? I don't know. I can't remember. But uh-huh. yes, we were, we were trying well, to work We were out his talking name. about this the other week and we didn't think you ever found out, but you yeah. might be right, actually. That's, yeah, mm. I will double check that, but yeah. we can always come back if we're wrong. Mm. But um, it's Yes, the, but the, the, the lovely Fancy Smith. Yes. So from, you've got Jeremy from, Kemp, James Ellis, Brian Blessed, Joseph Brady. As they're PCs, the main four characters. Steele, Lynch, Smith, and Weir. And Weir, yeah. Um, You've got a rather good appearance by Leonard Williams oh, as Sergeant Twentyman. Oh, it's always wonderful. It's really sad that yeah. he, unfortunately, the actor dies, doesn't he? Yes, the he next dies year. early on in, in, the, in the run. And um, he's a very good, seen-it-all-before yes, sergeant. You know, Nothing sort of phases no, him. He's no, a he's really just, good, he's solid great. And it's so sad. Character. So sad. I mean, it's not the fact that... Because the, the next sergeant is Sergeant Blackett, played by Robert Keegan. Yes. Who's um? Who's in, also rather good. Who's yeah. also rather good, but he's not quite got the um. I, th- I think it's perfect casting for that sergeant yes. part in the, yeah. you know, he's the sort of the centre of things. Yeah, and um, he knows everything. Yeah. he's done everything. Because he's got a yeah. wonderful relationship with uh, Grandpa Madigan, played yes. by J.G. Devlin. Devlin. Yeah. Who wants to go into prison? He wants to go into prison for three months because he thinks he's daughter the, and son and I'll try to kill him off. Yeah, and he wants to go and see the doctor in the prison because yeah, he's got a bad back. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. The quote being, they don't, they're don't. they too worried, busy worrying about the pregnancies around here. What do they care about your a, back? A man's back. Yeah. Yes. But, um, I mean, Leonard Williams sort of jokingly suggests that he goes and blows, blows up, up the, gas the, the gas company. And, JG, and, and he goes up and blows JG up the Devlin, gas company. Uh, does indeed do that. He does. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and the look on his face at the end is just priceless. So the actual last shot of the episode goes to Jeremy Kemp as, yes. as Steel, doesn't yeah, it? looking confused. You've yeah. got, um, as I said, you've got a very sort of tragic, double fatal yeah. uh, road accident yeah. scene. Brother which and sister. Starts it off. Yeah. Um, which and is really rather grim. It is. Um, and the drunk driver in that is, because he's a drunk driver, is none other than Garfield Morgan, who went on to greater fame as, as, as Regan and Carter's boss in uh, Sweeney. I mean, it's remarkable who just pops up for a few seconds Yeah, just for a few this. seconds, but then it's really early on in a lot of actors' careers. Yeah, you've got Richard Shaw so, and Barry Jackson. Yeah. I mean, Barry Jackson barely gets a word. No, he says about two lines. Yeah, and... In William, fact, I didn't even realise he was in it the first time we yeah. saw it. And William Gaunt as yeah. well. 
Um, yeah, he's a policeman. Who, who, so what, what's the theory that he's, he's, he's playing the he's grandson Marriott's of great grandson or something? Marriott from uh, yeah. Sergeant Court, yeah. as featured last time. Yes, I quite like that theory. That's sure. a, that's rather good. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, we want a Zedcast DVD release. Yeah, a black and, and white Zedcast DVD. We've wanted. DVD. Yeah, well, yes, there are there, there are, are colour ones available. Yes, which are still also good. Yes, but not quite as good. The sixties is the real height. Yeah, sort of hard, hardcore Zedcast is is your yeah. live yeah live early sixties yeah. stuff really, which is the David Rose yes period yeah. really. Um, but yeah, I was just looking at, at David Rose, born in. Uh, Swanage. Oh, right. According to okay. this rather wonderful book by Mr. Mr. David Brunt. Yes. Uh, we put up a picture of you earlier reading the book. Yes. With uh, magnifying with, glass. With your magnifying glass. Because it's a really it's small print because there's a lot to get in it. But there, uh, David Rose, producer, born uh, 1924 in Swanage. Right. So a real, a real local lad. Local boy. Swanage is just up the road from us. <laughs> I mean, apart from all his brilliant sort of work on Zed cars um, in the 60s. He then became assistant head of drama series, uh, second to Sean Sutton in 1967. Right. And then in 1971, he moved on to be head of Re- English Regions Television Drama at Pebble Mill. All right, yeah. Where he did an awful lot of... Which doesn't exist anymore. ...quality stuff, yes. Um, yes, Pebble Mill also... No longer, but he did an awful lot of play for today. Mm-hmm. Strands, thirty-minute theatre, gangsters, of course. All right, let's not, yeah. let's not forget Philip forget Martin. That. Philip Martin, and then of course he also then after then he went on to to Channel Four, mm-hmm. um, where he, he did a lot of a uh, lot of good work there as well. Mm. Um, so again, it's one of these people. You look at his list of credits; it's it's absolutely miles long. So mm-hmm. you know, I mean. Obviously, uh, you know, I think he was proud of his work on yeah. on Zed Cars. Well, he should have been. Yes, yeah. and given how groundbreaking a series it was, yeah. quite right too. Well, because they did get complaints when it first started, didn't they? That yeah, showing, so I mean, I mean, showing the, the police in a bad I mean, Dixon light. Dixon and Doc Green have been running for a while, and yeah, everyone was used, to, years, used, used to that. Yeah. And then Zed Cars comes in and is a bit more gritty and is a, a bit, bit more edgy. Real. Yeah. And it, it sort of ruffles a few feathers. Yeah. But it doesn't take long for no, the police to... to get on, on the side of Zed Cars. No, because I, I think they realised that they weren't trying to show them up. They were trying to show them doing a very hard job, yeah. which is what the police have to do, still I mean, to this day. I mean, I, I just have to mention the uh, iconic theme tune as well. Oh, yes. Which goes yes. through several variations during the... It does, some the, of which you may hear some of, some of which are better than others. And, yeah. Uh, but the... Um, I mean, we were look, looking up, and it is actually based on a um, old folk song, mm-hmm. Johnny Todd. Yeah. Uh, which, like most folk, folk songs, is not very cheery, frankly. No. <laughs> but arranged by Bridget Fry and Fritz Spiegel. Mm-hmm. And I looked up Fritz Spiegel. Yeah. Uh, born in Austria. All right. Um, and then moved to Britain, mm-hmm. where he couldn't speak. A word of English. Okay, that must be fun. At that point, yeah. which may or may not have a connection with something we're going to do later on in it this may pod- or may podcast. Not, yes. You never it's, know. It's pure coincidence, I mm. think. But he was also very interested in in language, mm-hmm. um, and sort of comedic use of language as well. He wrote a load of books and 
right. including how to talk proper in Liverpool, brackets, learn yourself scouse. Okay. Um, a small book of grave humour, um, the joy of words, a bedside book for English lovers. So, yeah, somebody that's quite interested in, in right. language as well as music. I suppose if he had to learn the language, then he would yeah, be interested just, in just it. Just interesting. So. And I said, we'll get, we'll get back to that later. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really good episode, though, I think. It is. Yeah, it it's, is. It's, it, it showcases um, that the series, you know, can cover a broad spectrum of, of yes. you know, types of drama, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by no means the, the the sort of weirdest episode, because by the time you get... No. no by the time you get <laughs> to... Uh, People like PJ Hammond yeah. writing for it. You do get some very strange episodes. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking the one with the what was it, the the bloke putting his hand through the letterbox yeah, and the, getting tied uh, up with wool, and mm, then the girl drips yeah. candle. What is it? She, well, doesn't she burn? She his burns fingers, burns his fingers with a candle, and it's like, very yeah. very strange. Yeah, but that's PJ. But then it turns out to be a a reason for it. It's not weirdness for weirdness' sake. Oh no, no. it is all explained at the end. Mm. But yeah, I mean, if you can track down the Z cars, and there might be a few knocking around in various places if yeah. you know where to look. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think you'd be disappointed with no. any of them. I mean, we've no, by no means good. watched everything. Have no, we? we should watch some more. Um, there's watch there's, more. there's a lot, thankfully, that do survive. There's mm. a lot that's missing. Um, but you know, probably... whenever we come across a, a new one, it, yeah. it's quite it's exciting. exciting. Yeah. Yes, and we probably will come back to Z cars. Um, in a few issues' time, because there's a colour one we want to do, isn't there? Oh, um, um, which one's that? That's the the one with Nicholas Smith. Oh, the Nicholas Smith the one. Nicholas Smith. Oh, yes, well, he's, yes. Nicholas Smith is in a few. And Inspector Pratt. And Inspector Pratt. And the but low, not all the of low them. Speed it, chasing it, the low-speed chase in the dumper truck. Low-speed chase the dumper truck, which is ridiculously silly, but yeah, that wonderful. Is, that, is, that is rather good. But yeah. yes. Um, yeah. So there you go. Zedcast. Right. Um, we, I think now we're going to have a word... From my friend Paul Chandler. Oh, right. Okay. Now the idea um, was we were going to interview Paul. Yes. Um, at Christmas. Yeah. For various reasons that didn't quite happen the way Me. we hoped. So what we mm. did instead, we wrote out a load of questions mm-hmm. and sent them to Paul. Right. And he's going to pull them out of a, a bag mm-hmm. at random. Yeah. And answer the questions, and yes. we'll see what we get. Yeah. As a result, I'm sure it'll be very interesting. Paul's very good yeah. at this sort of thing. I mean, Paul does have his own podcast. He does. The Shy, Shy Yeti. The Shy Life podcast. Shy Life. Sorry, also yes. on SoundCloud. By Shy Yeti. Um, so I think mm. he's quite good at talking to himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, let's let's face it. He's been doing it for the last twenty odd well, years. That, that, hasn't yes, he? Uh, we do uh, briefly talk about Sutton Park, his series, his own video series which ran for over 3,000 episodes mm-hmm. which we both appeared in numerous yeah. times yeah. so you more than me and uh, some of that is available on his shy mr shy yeti channel on youtube right. so if you wonder what he's talking about that's what he's talking don't be about. afraid to look it up no. and you might see well you certainly see me on there you I definitely know, see you but the, i don't think there's anyone on there at the I, moment. Think, I think there's a little bit of you is there yes because there's ones that we did in winchester a few oh years right ago. yeah so yeah, we we are. You can see us doing some actoring well, if you really want. We call to. it acting. Yes, but now over to young Paul and let's yes. see what he's got to say. What, what his answers are. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Hello, my name is Shayetti. Okay, it's actually Paul, Paul Chandler. But sometimes I'm known as Shayetti. And I've been sent some questions by the host of this good show, Miss Lisa and Master Trowbridge. And, um, well, I'm going to do my best to answer these uh, little questions. I have them in the envelope they arrived in, and I'm going to pick them randomly and hopefully give you an answer. Um, just quickly to introduce myself, as I say, I'm Paul Chandler, or Shayeti. I I have known Lisa and Mr Trowbridge for a very long time. Mr Trowbridge, almost 30 years Miss Lisa, well over 25 years, and we've been involved in all sorts of strange uh, and um, ridiculous projects like my old video project, Sutton Park. And um, I, yes, I'm a writer of daft poetry, a writer of stories. I have a podcast called The Shy Life Podcast that... Uh, but you don't need to know any of this. You just want to hear what I have to say about these questions. Goodness knows why. Goodness knows why. Oh, here they are. Right, I'm taking the questions from the envelope. And, um... Yes. They're in a little bag. I'm going to shake the bag around. hope that... Uh, Right. Question number one. Ah, this. Funny. Uh, I did just mention Sutton Park. And this question actually says, if you ever did a Best of Sutton Park DVD release, what would go on it? Well, Sutton Park was my spoof soap opera well but it wasn't a soap opera like an eastenders or a coronation street it was full of monsters and weird things basically it was cliffhangers and i made it from 1992 to 2000 and did over 3000 episodes and i was sort of the main character in that i was the guy who was in all the episodes who had a video camera and was videoing all the strange things that were happening I also played lots of weird characters and uh, Miss Lisa and Master Trowbridge played characters themselves and um, I've recently been re I've recently been posting episodes we've been digitizing them um, and you can see some of the original episodes on Mr. Shayetti YouTube on YouTube and um, you will see some of the old episodes from the 90s, including some with uh, Miss Lisa and Master Trowbridge, and uh, and also some reboot episodes that I made in 2010. But um, as far as what episodes would I put... Uh, well, I can't remember exact numbers, but I do remember uh, Mr. Uh, Master Trowbridge and I made some very silly episodes where we were chased by 
um, giant inflatable Santa Clauses. And uh, Master Trowbridge used to bring, he used to bring um, like bits and pieces, little props, because he knew that that was the key to a lot of Sutton Park was little props that suddenly a whole story would unfold. So say for instance, he turns up with um, some circuit board um, or you know, bits of a broken computer. Suddenly they could be, I don't know, time traveling device or, the, or, or, or a detector for an, an alien detector or, or something, you know, you just make it up as you go along. And that's what Sutton Park was very much ad lib. And, um, I do remember, um, that we did some filming on Pepperbox Hill. I think it was, Pe I think it was Pepperbox Hill. Um, it, um, involving haggis on the loose. Um, the haggis looked rather like a triple from Star, Star Trek, but, um, um, <clears throat> other episodes that I would put on this DVD would probably involve, uh, I do remember filming with Jelly Monsters. Jelly Mo this is very difficult to explain this to the listeners, uh, in a succinct way because, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a strange quite a strange series uh, <clears throat> I remember on my 20th, 20th 20th birthday I think or 20 yeah my 20th birthday I did an episode involving jelly monsters and I just bought some pots of jelly and put eyes on them and the big cliffhanger was that the jelly monsters were breaking in I was a little bit tipsy as well which made it all the more fun um when I was at university, which is where I made a lot of the early episodes, I was meeting new people. And although I'd only just started doing Sutton Park, I knew that I wanted to kind of get people involved. And I used to kind of sort of say, oh, you know, I'm doing this video project and uh, it would be great if you could just come and help me move some props around. So I kind of, oh, yeah, so I've got, I've got these, uh, got these plastic dinosaurs. And I just need somebody to wiggle them in front of the camera. And then you get them that far, and then you kind of say, you know, could you just play? I just need somebody to walk past the camera. Could just, it would only be your feet. Um, and then, oh, did you mind if... <laughs> this sounds very dodgy. I didn't get anyone to take their clothes off. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you'd be saying, oh, yes, can you walk past... What about if you play a zombie? Could you play a zombie? So, yeah, that happened on more than one occasion where people came and involved themselves to help me in an episode of Sutton Park and then end up being a main character. Um, but uh, there were so many, so many episodes. I do, I always got a thrill from filming overseas as well. If I went on a holiday, I remember filming in Lanzarote and having the most wonderful locations and beaches and, and all the sort of, um, sort of burnt out parts of, and the sort of rocks and, and, it was just a wonderful location. You feel like you're going on a big budget film location, but all, you, all you've got is just a, a little VHSC camera, and uh, uh, yeah, that that was that was great. Um, of course, by the time I started Sutton Park, um, Master Trowbridge um, and Mister Goodman, who's also been on this show, they they knew me of old, so they knew to expect daftness for me so there was no need of me for me to say oh could you could you do this could you? they just you know 
they they were quite used to just right okay let's let's just do something daft we we'd done daft things previously as well we've done our own we've done our own um uh, s- sort of Blake 7 spoof but it certainly ended up as a spoof I'm, it, I'm not sure if it was intended to be a spoof to start with it's very hard to say but so I'm sorry that's rather a long winded way of saying um what would I put? Thing is, I'm only just recently uh, getting these episodes digitised, and some of them I haven't seen for 20, 25 years. So maybe come back to me with this question when I've actually got them all on YouTube. And I might, uh, well, not all of them. That would be ridiculous. YouTube will break. Um, it, it would be, yeah, easier once I remember more of the episodes. Once I've seen them again for the first time in a long time. But basically, any episode that has friends, my friends in. Um, doing silly things it's always nice for different reasons just because you know it was fun to film and it's nice to see everybody and uh, I mean I did loads of episodes where it was just me by myself or me and silly props it was one of those things you could film with people or you could film when you were by yourself I had plenty of characters that I could just waggle in front of the camera if needs be but uh, so I'm sorry that that's not the best and quickest answer so uh, anyway let me ask another let me answer another question, otherwise this is going to be a bumper episode. <clears throat> this question is, what are your earliest memories of television? Hmm. Um, Doctor Who, around the time of Destiny of the Daleks, possibly sort of Nightmare of Eden. I do remember... Um, I, I've discussed this with people who are slightly older than me and um, I have better memories of Destiny of the Daleks and City of Death by which stage I was you know that's quite old I was born in 73 so this is that's 79 so I, I don't have a lot of memories bef- you know before sort of at the age of five or six um, you know some kids TV but it's di- but it's very difficult to pinpoint, you know, a lot of the programmes, bagposts, all those sort of things. They they were repeated time and time again, so it's difficult to know when I actually saw them. Um, I think the reason I remember Destiny of the Daleks and City of Death better than, say, Nightmare of Eden was that those two stories were repeated. So it's possible that I saw those stories first time round and then saw them again, and that would explain why they're more sort of... Um, more concreted in my mind I do remember seeing Incredible Hulk and being very scared um, where, where the, the Hulk was sort of trapped in a box or, or Bruce Banner was trapped in a box and he was changing and that was scary I don't think I was aware really that the Hulk wasn't like a bad character my parents used to go out to dinner parties and all sorts and I'd get left with um uh, babysitters who had good taste in TV. That's how I got to see things like Sapphire and Steel. Although again, we're talking, you know, quite later on. I remember seeing the first episode of Day of the Triffids and being quite scared of that, or lot very, very scared, very scared of it. And my parent, my mum, sort of saying, "Well, well you can't. We better not watch that next week." But I mean, that was 1981, so I was, I was eight by then. So I'm sorry, I haven't got anything that's much earlier than that um no but uh yeah that's probably 
your answer for that one. Now let me find another find another question. Uh, here we go. Oh, this is a question. Is Barnabas Collins the best thing about Dark Shadows? Is he the only good thing about Dark Shadows? Well, no, he's not the best thing about Dark Shadows. And he's certainly not the only good thing about Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows is amazing. All of Dark Shadows is amazing. From the most early episodes where it's all like a gothic soap opera. There were stories involving phoenixes and dead mothers coming back from the dead yes um you know there's cliffhangers i mean anything with cliffhangers is is amazing and uh to be quite honest um when barnabas collins arrives i'm sure it was amazing at the time you know to find there was a a character who was a vampire but the actual story once you've got into it and the story of you know, I I don't. When I write, I write a lot about these sort of things as well. But I tend to do it in a humorous point of view. When I write about werewolves and vampires, and I break all the rules and make my own rules because the rules that have been set up over the last couple of hundred years, you know, it's just been done to death. I don't want to have to play by somebody else's rules. Um, you know, I might take the basic premise and then twist it. You know, okay, so uh, a werewolf gets changed um not necessarily by the moon just by something that's circular so you might see a pile of plates and that might trigger trigger him off it's um that's that's me that's me and of course dark shadows you know the basic stories of um you know, a vampire falling in love it's it's you know it's been done so many times at that time it hadn't been done on a soap opera but watching it now you know that's probably the stuff that i I like least I pref I like the story when it uh, picks up a bit later and um you know Barnabas is trying to get cured or Barnabas and Julia are investigating things um I love a particular plot called the Leviathans which is from late 1969 1970 I've um that's kind of really interesting story I think that's I think that might be be inspired by a Lovecraftian plot or, or story um, but I might be wrong there um, I always with Dark Shadows I always love the fashions when they're set in the modern day I I you know I I, I love sort of I do like Hammer films but I don't I don't love them as much as I like say Amicus horror films I don't really like stuff that's period set set in the sort of victorian times and, and in costume and um so you know dark shadows is an exception i'd rather watch dark shadows set in the past with wobbly sets and people fluffing their lines than watching a hammer film really but um but my favorite era of dark shadows is pretty much any era that's set in the year it's made so yeah seeing people wandering around in 1970s fashions or like literally 1970 fashions from 1969 1970 with, with it sort of strobing in front of the camera amazing i love that i love that um time travel stuff there's so oh there's just so much i love about dark shadows and um you know i watched it a lot in the 90s when it was on sci-fi channel and um 
Miss Lisa and another friend of mine um, recorded the whole show for me. So I got to watch it then, so I didn't have access to it. And uh, I haven't watched it for ages. And then more recently, I, I, I had got some of the show on DVD and I've uh, picked up the missing disc. So now I have the whole of Dutch Hallows on DVD and I've been re-watching it again. And it's, uh, I just love it. I could talk for days on Dark Shadows, but you probably don't want me to do that. But no. So to answer your question, is Dark Shadows... Sorry, to answer your question, is Barnabas Collins the best thing about Dark Shadows? Absolutely not. Um, he is a good thing about um, Dark Shadows, but he's not the only good thing about Dark Shadows. And there are times when he's not the most interesting thing going on in the episode. Um, and... Uh, yeah. So, another question, I think. <clears throat> and thank you to dear Paul for... Yes, thank you, Paul. ...answering his questions. I thought we'd end on a cliffhanger with him. So, All right. Um, we're going to spread him out over... Well, because he likes cliffhangers. He does. Yeah. We're going to spread well, him out... He's a Doctor Who fan, after all. Spread him out over the next issue and probably the one after that as well okay because um, we have eight questions in total and we've done three okay but some uh zed cars sort of odds and ends yes um yeah. first of all the two books we consulted all we right, should yes. give the full details yes david brunt's book is bd to zed victor one the zed cars case book season one and there is a BD to Zed And there is a season two as well. Season two, yes. Um, available from lulu.com. Just yeah. search for David Brunt's name. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it'll pop up. It will. And he'll be very happy if you buy his book. I'm sure he will. Because, you know, he puts a lot of work into but, them. Yes, absolutely meticulous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just we just keep going back to it whenever we do yeah. Zed cars. And he's, yeah. I would say, though... The text is very small because there's a lot to get into it. So yes. get your magnifying glass. Yes, yeah, so or your lorgnette. Or your lorgnette. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> wiped. I just said wiped. Really, I didn't say what wiped was. Wiped is Richard Molesworth's history of missing Doctor Who episodes and mm-hmm. the recovery, which is available from Telos Publishing at telos And there is an updated version out now with the episodes yeah, we've that got, have been found. Yeah, we've got. One. I think the first edition. The first edition. Um, yeah, that's it, an updated edition. Yes, that, <laughs> that, that's a later edition. edition. We've got a different cover. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully one day there might be another updated edition. We okay. don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, we didn't mention about Jimmy Ellis yeah, um, it, trying not to laugh. He does try not to. He doesn't through really that Zed cars episode. He has to put his hand over his mouth yeah, at a certain point. There's, there's a drunk chap in the back of the car, and yeah. he's singing about his grandfather's clock. Yeah, because and... he he got a clock because he'd worked twenty five years at the firm he was working for, oh, and then, and then he, he put a brick through a window. Brick through a window. It was only a very small brick. Aye, small small brick, daddy, or very big window. Mm. That's my Jimmy Ellis Irish impression. Okay, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do accents. Um, but yeah, he's, he's having severe trouble keeping a straight yeah, face. He's, he just literally puts his. Very a lot of time, he just sing. grins. Yeah, and, and, but yeah, and his hand goes over his, his mouth, over his mouth at least, at least twice. Yes. Um, Fancy Smith's name is indeed William. It is, as confirmed in the Wizards. Yes, I, I'd forgotten that it confirms um, from 1963, which yeah. we did, we did watch. Yes. Uh, and what else was there? Was that it for... No, Incident for... Reported. Oh, we watched Incident Reported after yeah. having seen the... The trailer or, or for Incident having Reported. having found the trailer. Yeah. 
We did instant. Blimey, that was grim. It was. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't the cheeriest of no, no of, if, of things. If you're going to watch two, watch an episode of Zed Cars. Watch Friday Night because mm. even though it has got grim bits in it, it's Here's predominantly silly. Well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a good balance. I mean, yes. yeah, incident reported. Just oh, that's quite nasty, really, isn't it? <laughs> it is, there's yeah. some nasty bits in there, yeah. but but that's drama for you. Yeah, so yeah. you it's, know, it's different every week, I, and I probably don't. predominantly of the ep- most Zedcast episodes are about grim because mm. of where it's set. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, moving on. Mm-hmm. Well, we've done drama, we've yes. done comedy, we've yes. done kids' shows, yep. we've done some variety in light entertainment. I think yes. the one thing we haven't done yet is documentary, is it? Mm-hmm. No. And I think it's time we did some documentary. Okay, let's do and some documentary. And I know then. what we want. What well, what I want to do. Okay. Um, so we're going to do this. Ooh. And now the first of a new series with Carl Sagan. Professor of Astronomy and Space Sciences at Cornell University, taking us on a 13-part magical mystery tour of the cosmos. Cosmos, or Cosmos, <laughs> if you want to do your Carl Sagan impression. Yeah, that's your best Carl Sagan impression. I, I, can, do, I can do the noises he makes. Oh, don't do the well noises. He does well noises. They go on forever. Whoop. And other things like that. Anyway, <laughs> that's going to confuse people. <laughs> but Carl Sagan used to do a very good whale noise. If you want to know what that's in reference to, just buy Cosmos. Yes. Or look it up on the internet. Yeah, but Carl Sagan, American astronomer, cosmologist, astrophysicist, astrobiologist, author, science populizer, and science communicator. Lots of things with astro in. Astro really. things, astro yes. Things. Uh, yes. So Cosmos is Carl Sagan's... 13 part series mm-hmm. um, broadcast in 1981 on BBC One in this country in this country if you look at it it's very obviously late 70s yes um, lots of flares yes broadcast on Wednesday the 17th of June 1981 at quarter past 10 at night but that's not when you said you saw it originally. that's not when I re- well I might have seen it because um that was we're just coming up to um school holidays not quite then but so yes. i might have seen some of them later on you know some okay. of later on in this i don't think i saw because the fir- first one is shores of the cosmic ocean what we've just watched was harmony of the worlds or if you believe the book the harmony of worlds it's uh, book he can call it what he wants. The book also is absolutely fantastic yeah but it, it's hard to get hold of yeah i don't know you probably f- find it um also there is a or there was an album of the music all oh, right okay um lots of music by vangelis mm-hmm. i believe chariots right? of the fire and all that mm-hmm. uh but cosmos is described as a personal voyage right that's the sort of subtitle of it yeah. and it's carl sagan taking you through the universe mm-hmm in a ship of the imagination, as he calls like a dandelion. it, which sort of looks like a big dandelion seed, because um, it's organic, right. you see. Yeah. Um, but it deals with um, not only cosmology and the stars and the planets, but also the history of astronomy as right. well. Yeah. And the episode we watched um, had a lot of stuff on uh, Kepler mm-hmm. and Tycho Brahe. Who had a gold nose, well, or possibly brass. Well, um, for years, people thought that Tycho Brahe. That's a good moustache. Yeah, he's yeah. In the in the in the thing, he looks like he's being played by 
um, Stephen Fry, but he's yeah. really not. No, <laughs> Stephen Fry wouldn't have been enough that But point. Tycho Brahe um, lost his nose in a duel. Like you do. Like you do. Over who was At least the... it didn't fall off due to syphilis. Over who was the better student, apparently. Right. And I'm trying to imagine, like, um, sort of um, Cox and... Al Khalili having a punch up in the pub or something over, over who's the best scientist. Okay. <laughs> you can see that. No, I can't. No? No, all right. Um, but yes, it was believed he had a gold nose, um, but his body was exhumed, has been exhumed twice in 1901 and 2010 to identify the material from which his nose was made. The artificial nose is now thought to be more likely made of brass than silver or gold. That's probably because gold's too soft. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. And it would just, like, dent <laughs> or something. But, yeah, I mean, this is all this this episode is all about Kepler and his mm. discovery of the motion of the planets. I'm going to just say Kepler's horse at the end is really frisky. He's got an overacting horse. He's overacting horse. <laughs> okay. The horse has seen the camera and going, I'm going to get myself on the camera. And it's just, its head's going all over the place. And, and the actor <laughs> that's playing Kepler is just like... Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Goodness no. gracious me, the I'm, horse is being very naughty. I'm going to have to bleep that. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I just put a whoop over it. It's okay. Rude Lisa. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kepler also wrote um, what uh, Carl Sagan describes as a early work of science fiction where he um, imagines travelling to the moon. And then um, he got his mother burned the, the witch. The Somnium. As it's described, the dream. Mm. Um, but I absolutely love Cosmos as a series. Yeah. There's a real passion in the making of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Carl Sagan absolutely loves what he's what he's. Um, he loves telling you stuff as well. Yeah. He, He's got a very interesting voice, I have to say. Yes, I mean, you 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 often find me sort of asleep on yes. <laughs> upstairs. I go upstairs. You've been watching. Cosmos, I've been watching Cosmos, and, and he's lulled me to sleep. Yes. Which is not that he's boring. No. It's just that it's very very relaxing the way he speaks. Okay. I find it. Mm-hmm. You found his voice a bit odd at first. Yeah, I'm, get, you, I'm but... getting used to it now. But he's, that's, that's... he's got a real New York accent. Yeah. Well, Brooklyn, you said he was born, didn't you? Uh, something like that, yes, I would have to look. Which is New York. Um, the, the story about sort of Carl Sagan as a kid is that he would ask his sort of older people, you know, what are the, what are the stars? Mm-hmm. And they go, they're just lights in the sky, kid. Right. Yeah. You can probably and, see that. And they'd go, well, I know they're lights in the sky. What are they? So eventually he got a uh, ticket to the library. Mm-hmm. And he went into the library. Ticket for the library, not well, to, the to, library. to the library. Well, he probably walked to the library. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I don't think he had a ticket to the library. That makes it sound like a, a library housing. ticket. Right, thank you. okay, thank you. And <laughs> he goes in and he says, can I have a book on stars, please? Right. And the woman goes and gets him a book on stars. And he opens the book, and it's a book about film stars. Oh God! And he has no, not that sort of star. Stars uh, in the sky. Stars in the sky, and <laughs> he reads this amazing thought um, that the the stars are just like the sun, but very far away. The right. sun is a star that's mm-hmm. very close. Okay. And um, this was just this. It, the scale of the universe opened up to me. He said it was, it was a kind of religious experience. There was a magnificence to it, a grandeur, a scale which is never 
ever left me. Aww. Um, so yeah, he, he's 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 got that thing which a good scientist has, which is a sense of wonder. I think. Mm. Um, or, or I think a- anyone who's a good science communicator has got that thing about remembering what it's like to be a kid and discovering stuff. Um, and, oh, and he just he, Martha's Martha's so meowing. Martha, Martha wants to go out and look at the stars. I think. <laughs> now, now we've gone on about that. Um, but this series um, is very much in the vein of Life on Earth. That it's a it's a thirteen part series. Oh, so. we've got Life on Earth upstairs yeah, as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But we've also um, got um, we've uh, got the Scent of Man. Scent of Man. We should watch that, yeah. and we should get Civilization as well. I I find um, Kenneth Clark. Yeah, really yeah. hard to deal with for oh, really? some reason. Okay. Compared to him, Carl Sagan's so much more interesting. Mm. I Kenneth mean, Clark's a bit um, dry. Yeah. But, but yeah, Cosmos is late seventies, early eighties, yeah. depending on Civilization's wh- late sixties, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's there's some wonderful um, sort of animation sequences. Mm-hmm. I said the music, the music's Shh. lovely. Sorry. And he'll deal with things that are very much of the time as well. There's a whole section sections about. Um, if there's life on other planets, what would it look like? Not not just that, but how how long does a civilization actually last right. before it destroys itself in nuclear war and okay. things like that? Okay. Which is you know very much an early eighties concern. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Um, there's a thing called the Drake Equation, which mm-hmm. is um, trying to work out how many intelligent civilizations there are in the galaxy at any one time. Right. And one of the factors is. Have they destroyed themselves? Okay. Does uh, that make them unintelligent or intelligent? No, no. That it's that thing that if you reach a certain level of intelligence, are you then likely to wipe yourself out? Um, because your your intelligence outstrips your wisdom, basically. Right. Okay. That you know you you build these weapons and then and then use them basically, and so that really roots it in that early 80s concern mm-hmm. um but it, i mean it's not a depressing series at all oh, no no, no. It, 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 it's full, it, of, full it, of carl sagan's passion yes it's there's there's wonderful things in it like um the fact that the atoms in everybody uh come from stars yeah you know it's, it's that thing we are deeply connected to the universe so anytime you're not not you particularly but anybody that's listening to them well now actually probably not people listening to this but anybody that says we're different because that person is a different color or a different yeah. religion or anything we're not we're all made of bits of the cosmos yes yes we're so all it, the same and there's an interesting thought that we are a way for the cosmos to understand itself which is a very deep thought and yeah. i like that yeah, he's a philosopher isn't he yes yeah, so there, there's a there's a there's a yeah there's a real philosophy behind behind cosmos i think and it's this weird thing that there's a, there's a whole episode about the life of stars and how elements are made in stars mm-hmm. and then you sort of get this bombshell that the atoms in us were made in the previous star that was here right. not in the sun no in the star that was here before the sun, the sun which then exploded millions of years ago 
billions of billions years, of years ago. ago. Okay. And all the heavy elements that were synthesized in that star mm-hmm. then condensed to form the Earth. So anything that's not hydrogen or helium basically comes from the star before. All right. So okay. that that's just really such wow, a deep that's, thought. That's very, but all very your every atom that you've you're made up of was made in a star that's no longer here. Hmm. And that that's that that's just such a just a wonderful thought. Hmm. And it, it sort of makes you think about, you know, life on Earth and and people and and, and the universe and everything's deeply connected. I mean, he, he has this thing. He has this thing that um, you know. Not only are we closely related to animals, but we're you know we're we're related to trees and plants and everything like like that. That the universe, uh, the 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 Earth is just one whole organism, and okay. you know it, he he's really selling this this this. I'm going to say philosophy because that's mm-hmm. what it is. Um, he, you know he's he's got a deep passion for. For science and for humanity and, and for the universe and yeah. for the ladies and for the, oh, quite right too. <laughs> um, but yes, it, it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful series, and I just think everybody should watch it because it might well open your mind. I mean, I think I was lucky because I grew up on in the middle of the country and I could see stars mm-hmm. very well. I yeah. could go out and have a wonderful view of the universe. Now, now we're living sort of, you know. Where there's a bit of light pollution, we don't mm. get quite so so good of you. No, but, but there, uh, was some, we, we, there was some good stars tonight. Yes, um, big old bright stars. Yes, uh, and could it, have been an aeroplane, but I think it was a star. <laughs> oh, we can look later. But it's that thing, you know, go out and have a look at the stars after watching Cosmos, yeah. and you might stand st- st- stand there and look for quite some time mm. as the thoughts go through your head that Carl Sagan's put in them. Sorry, we've been going around Asda singing that. <laughs> yes. Once you've heard it a few times, it gets into your head. Mind your language. Mind your language. We are doing mind your language. We are. And we are very pleased to be doing mind your yes, language. Yes, we're really enjoying it. We are zooming through it, actually. Yeah, we've yeah. got... Well, um, you've said that we're still in the first series, but... Yeah, but there's a lot to the first series. There is. There's 13 episodes in the first series. But mind your language. What is mind your language, Lisa? Explain it's mind your language program. to the... Listeners. Made by LWT. Yes, yes. Um, starting filming in February 1977. First, first the broadcast th- is the 30th of December 1977. So they have yeah. a good run up to making yeah. the series. Yeah, and then they finished filming the last episode of the se- of series one in, in February, February 78, 78 for transmission in, in March 78. 78. We yes. found some of the time clocks at the starts of the episodes, which are yeah. on DVD available from Network mm-hmm. um, series one. 
two and three are available yes. series four and there was a series four a series which was four. made in 1986 yes. is not available and, and it's not very good and frankly there's no great loss there is no. a question mark over series four when it comes to um its existence missingepisodes.com there's been questions asked about it it's been reported that um the master tapes were seized as assets when the company that made it ran into financial difficulty and nobody's really got any idea what's happened to the tapes no. um so yeah there is a there is a question mark over series four but frankly we're not that worried because yeah. um we've seen a little bit of it yeah we've we've looked at series four and it yeah. does suffer from that late 80s thing it's all a bit flat and slow isn't flat it and slow yeah there yeah. doesn't appear to be a studio audience mm. i think my mum filmed it the editing's weird they sort yeah. of leaving gaps for laughs yeah don't they? but i think they filmed it and then it's perhaps shown to an audience at a later yeah. date yeah. which will give you the atmosphere let, let's not worry about series four mm. we're on series one two and three yes and i think the word i used mm. was joyous it is joyous yeah. um yeah and you yeah. get that right from the start. You do. With the, the theme tune, the theme tune by Max Harris. Yes. Is really, really upbeat. It's yes. I think it's one of his best theme tunes, actually. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, he's known for lots of other things. Porridge, yep. Gurney Slade, mm -hmm. Doomwatch. Doomwatch. Um, Which is very doom Doomwatch, obviously, is a very doomy series. Yes. Uh, but... Um, there's a there's a lovely sort of brass fanfare bit in, yeah. in Mind Your Language, yeah. and I think that sums up the series. Max yeah. Harris, incidentally, born in Bournemouth. Yes, yeah, so he's a local boy. His father was a tailor from Poland. His mother is, had come from Latvia, which given oh, gosh, that's yeah, actually given the series, yeah. that, that's that's rather good, I think. Wow. So, uh, but it stars uh, the much missed Barry Evans. Yes. Um, previously, I think best known for the. Doctor, Doctor series, Doctor yes, in the House, and Doctor at Large. Yeah, um, he's got various other credits, mm. um, including as uh, a Crown Court appearance that we haven't okay. seen. That's from 1978. Yeah, we're going to um, be really old but by the time, time we, we get, get to that, that. Crown Court. <laughs> it's going to be years before we ever get to mm. see that, I think. Yeah. But he's got a very good good line in sort of. Um, I mean, he's still quite young at this point. Yeah, in yeah. Um, sort of fresh face, sort of enthusiasm, yes. isn't it? And innocence in some ways. Yes. He, he plays innocent characters. Mm. You know, he doesn't quite realise... You know, there are scenes in certainly in the Doctor series and there are a few... He's a bit more wide than this, but there are scenes where women are obviously coming on to him and he just doesn't quite get <laughs> it. You know. um, written by Vince Powell. Yeah. Now, Vince Powell is somebody with a very long uh, sort of career as mm -hmm. well. Um Bless This House, Love Thy Neighbour, uh, written from Never the Twain, right. George and the Dragon, mm -hmm. Pardon like the Expression. Um, but I think one thing that's... Oh, Love Thy Neighbour, of course, mustn't forget yes, that. we've got that. Um, but one thing that people tend to overlook is that he also wrote for um, Adam Adamant Lives. Oh, right, okay. Um several episodes beauty is mm -hmm. an ugly word village of evil conspiracy of death the survivors deadly bullet um he was writing with um harry driver yes um yeah. at that at that point but uh oh, all our <laughs> there's a load of pings going off on, yeah. our, on our phone i think that's we've just put up one of the time clocks yes. from episode well the time clock from episode 13 but uh 
I think some people have started to notice that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, we have to say hello to Francoise Pascal. Who, yes, hello, lovely Francoise Pascal. Who we've been talking to on and off about Mind Your Language recently. Yes. Thank you for your all your enthusiasm. Yes. Um, yeah. We've just enjoyed finding things out about this series because mm. it, it's, it's another one which isn't terribly well documented. No. Um, no. We were able to find the Radio, time, radio Times, TV Times listing for... Yeah. Uh, Christmas 1977 which mm-hmm. is online the whole issue is available I like the fact that somebody's written watched against <laughs> against it yeah. so, uh, clearly they are um, important to write down what they'd what they'd oh, seen yeah. but I mean it's got a huge cast yes and I mean episode one spends most of the time introducing the the huge the, cast, the cast doesn't it yeah. doesn't it I mean yeah. episode ones are always hard things to write mm-hmm. Um but, I mean, you, you've got George Camilla as Giovanni, mm-hmm. Jackie Harding as Anna Schmidt, Ricardo Montez as Juan, Albert mm-hmm. Moses, Ramjeet Singh, yeah. Pick Sen Lim, who you m- might know from uh, uh, The Mind of Evil, mm-hmm. uh, Robert Lee, Kavok Malikian as Maximilian Andrea Archimedes Papandreos. Yes. Uh, indeed. Oh, Max. Kavok also from Wheel in Space yes. and you as you said you've seen him lots of times and not yes. realised it yes you've seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade yes that's and the I one with Sheridan that's the one with Sheridan yes I saw the clip and went oh how many times have I seen this and not realised that's him <laughs> uh, Francoise Pascal yeah. Dino Shafiq mm-hmm. um Interesting, we can play one of our joining up games with Dino Shafiq because in right. um, yes. Ain't Half Hot Mum, mm-hmm. his character, there's a there's a line in episode two where it mm-hmm. says his character was it goes to night school, night school two, two afternoons, afternoons a week. A week. Yeah. And then at the end of Ain't Half Hot Mum, his character comes, intends to come over to the UK. To UK and open an Indian restaurant in Bradford. So you could almost fudge it that he's playing his own son at yeah. this point. Yeah. Which, which, yes, no reason why is, not. M- might be nice mm. um yes so series um two you get a few new characters coming in anna bergman and gabor mm-hmm. vernon as ingrid and zoltan mm-hmm. um or oh, mustn't forget jamila oh, Massey yeah. yes. as well yes, jamila who was always knitting knitting yes <laughs> yes and she, she she doesn't really speak much English, but all you get is but good evening. Well, as I go, once she gets gets her hang the hang of good evening, you, you can't stop her. No, <laughs> no. but I mean, sometimes people have sort of said this series may may be considered a, a bit bit racist, perhaps. Yeah. But I I don't think it is. I think no. it's celebrating the difference. Yeah, the, the of all these characters. I would certainly admit there's some racial racial racial. racial stereotyping yes mainly um the scottish one yeah yeah which, <laughs> to which, be to be fair which stars uh, the lovely russell hunter russell hunter being very very scottish yes yes he's, he's the, the black ex- fat hat's on the mat yeah we should explain <laughs> that was scottish that he's um playing the chauffeur of a arab sheikh, sheikh who can't understand who the blind word he's saying but he, they can't keep him in the class because he's a disruptive influence. Yes. So they end up teaching the sheikh how to speak, speak how to Glaswegian. Speak broad Glaswegian. Yeah. So. And also interesting is that the not only the number of series, uh, number of countries it was sold to. Yeah. Um, at the original series, Pakistan, mm-hmm. Sri Lanka, India, Malaysia, Kenya, Nigeria, Ghana, Singapore. Mm-hmm. But the fact that a lot of countries took 
that the format and, and made their own versions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, quite recently as well. The yeah. Calas International um, is currently being made. Gosh. It's Indonesian yeah. sitcom version of it, which started in June 2015. So, yeah. so it seems wow. that every other country in the world doesn't have a problem with no, Manja language. Just this one. I think we w worry a yes. bit too much sometimes. Yes. And I was very <laughs> interested to find um, on YouTube mm -hmm. an Indian school has mm -hmm. recently done a stage version okay. of, of oh. episode one. Right, okay. Word for word. Pretty much, okay. yes. I didn't sit through all of it, um, but I certainly saw the start of it. And, yeah, they're perfectly happy to do it. So, you know, we, we do worry sometimes, I think. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? Um, there, yes, there were other versions. Um, I said we've got Class International. We've got What a Country in the US. Raja Kadua in Sri Lanka. Second Chance in Nigeria. Kenya <laughs> Classmates. India, Pakistan, you know, this, this, this list goes on. Yeah, and I would say the one I found most offensive was the American one. Well, we didn't really sit through that, no, did we? but the little bits we saw of it. Okay, it's interesting. Because it was overly um, patriotic. And this is no disrespect to any Americans who may be listening to this, but it, yeah, it was a little bit of... Flag-waving, flag yes, was it? Yes, flag-waving, yeah. yes. Um, take your partners... That's yeah. episode from series two. Series two, yeah. Apparently the master tape has been damaged. There's a yeah. little note there. What there does is. that say? It says... Can you read that out with your new glasses? With my new glasses, hang on. It says, The original master recording of Take Your Partners was damaged beyond repair some time ago and no longer exists in its original format. The recovery edit contains replacement opening titles and as much of the original programme as it was possible to restore from the damaged master. No other version exists. Mm. So we've yet to watch that. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how that works as, an, as a sort of recovery edit. Mm -hmm. um, Sid the Cleaner, you, you said... Yeah. Played um, by Tommy Godfrey. Yes, you mm. said he, he's a surprisingly sort of positive role model for, yes, for, he is. For, because for, for that character. For that character, and I have met many people like that character, mm. um, Probably sorry. There's lots of noise going on in the background. I do apologise. I don't see what our Twitter's doing because I think um, we're getting loads of replies. But, but yes, I, and as, as I said, I've met many people like many men like that character, and I do not think they would have been quite so nice to the students as he is. Particularly um, Ranjit, yes, who is played by Albert Moses, who mm -hmm. comes from India. Or indeed Ali, who's Dino Shafiq's character, who comes from Pakistan. We should say, actually, that um, those two are a bit at odds Yeah, at, at they the are at odds. They're at odds through quite a lot of the series because India and Pakistan, do, people do not get on because mm. the country was partitioned yeah. by us, the <laughs> British, not us in particular. <laughs> I didn't do it. Don't look at me. <laughs> um, and I think it caused a lot of friction yes. at the time. But, I'm not entirely sure they're yeah, I mean, completely the, friends now, to be honest. As, as time goes on, though, all these characters really start to bond, I think, and become yes. friends and work together, um, which is a very positive thing. Mm -hmm. I, I was nine when this was, was would have been first shown. Right. And I lived in Dorset, and frankly, mm -hmm. it would have been um, unusual or rare for me to meet anybody from as far afield as Wiltshire. <laughs> so seeing this broad range of people on screen I think was a very good thing for mm -hmm. somebody like me um, 
And and these are, I think, a group of characters I just enjoy spending time with. Yeah, it's it's. You said it's a bit like, are you being served in that match? Yeah, it just it, makes it, you happy. It makes you feel happy. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 not pretending to be you anything know, much, uh, anything no, too too deep. Too, too, too deep or or, mm. or make too many points. And I would say that Vince Powell doesn't he doesn't take He's, the Mickey out of. The foreign students. No. The only people who takes the Mickey out of is is Barry Evans, yeah. the headmistress Miss Courtney, yeah. and the Bushish characters. Yes. He's the ones he uses that them to show that we are a very narrow-minded little race at times. Yeah. One thing I, I I did wonder about how many languages did Vince Powell actually speak or understand? Yeah. Because there, there's the Juan's joke, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's brilliant. That's when Juan's they're locked joke. in. Yeah, they and get he locked in joke. the classroom. They have to. They will have to tell jokes. Yes, and he tells a joke, and he tells it in Spanish, and nobody can understand what he's saying. You know, there's but lots it's of hilarious. Yeah, because he's obviously really enjoying it. It's really made me laugh. Yeah. I like one. Yeah, he's put so yeah. much effort in it, and he's mm. laughing his head yes. off himself. Yeah, and I don't know what he's going on about. No. But <laughs> <laughs> if anybody can translate Juan's well, did, joke, did you find a translation? There are two for translations it? on YouTube which completely disagree. Oh right. So okay. I've no, I, I don't know whether those are. Uh, so if anybody yeah. can so. translate that joke, that mm. that would be appreciated. Um, mm. Other odds and ends. Uh, the ITV strike had only just finished when series two started it's only about three or four days okay um so, so there's obviously all in the can then and there's a line in i belong to glasgow about <laughs> yeah. uh, dialects you know it? what dialects are yes and who's it, it says giovanni. giovanni says he knows what dialects are he's yeah. seen them on the telly doctor who and the dialects yes Which and destiny of the daleks had just been shown the month before yeah, but so. i think obviously it had been filmed a lot longer yeah that. um so i i again i don't know whether that was just coincidence that that line's in there at that point or just yeah. a clever bit of planning, I don't mm. know. <laughs> and I would say the actor that plays Giovanni, yes. George Camilla, mm-hmm. um, is in the 1981 version, I think it is, of The Borgers. Oh, yes, you've just got so that, So I've just you? got that just to see... Mm. I think he's only in three episodes, Yeah, but just to see what kind of character he plays. Yeah. I think he's, he is one of the Borgers. I, I mean, I'm... I, I'm... I'm firmly of the opinion that mining language is very much a feel-good yes. comedy, yeah. and I, I really look forward to doing each episode. Yeah, and I, as I said, I really don't think I think Vince Powell wrote it to show that everybody's the same. I mean, mm. it's going back to what we've just said about Carl Sagan that yeah. everybody's made of. Well, I've thought of some more stars. things to say about Cosmos, oh, right, so okay. we'll come back we'll to that. that in a moment. Yeah, but yeah, so and you know. It doesn't matter what colour we are, where we come from, what religion we are. At heart, we're all human beings. We're all the same. And if and people could only see that, there'd be a lot less trouble mm. in the world. The thing about this show making me happy, I think, um, we watched a Sergeant Cork. Oh, God, yeah. The Case of Albert Watson, VC. Which and that Ronald Lacey in it. And and that really that was actor. the grimmest episode of Sergeant Cork it I've was. ever seen. It was. We went, no, I don't and we went, else. We just sat there, sort of really... <laughs> You know, it was a superb bit of drama. Yeah, it's brilliant but drama. But it was really depressing. It was really depressing. And cynical. And, yeah. and we just mm. thought, what? let's watch Mind Your Language. Yeah. So we watched three episodes of Mind Your Language yes. in a row, yeah. which is unheard of for me with comedy yeah. series. I, mm. I, I never do, you know, more than two. Mm. And I just felt so much better. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, thank you to everybody involved in this show because it really it really did cheer me up. It did. And I yes. think I think, you know, that is no small achievement. Yeah. So 
So yeah, thank you everybody. That yes, was, that it was, was really yes, appreciated. It did cheer us up. Okay, and mm. now we'll go away and then we'll come back and, and then we've got Cosmos. some more odds and ends from Cosmos and a mm -hmm. little bit of Warren just to round the issue off. Okay. So we'll be back in a few seconds. Right. Ta-ra. Bye. Right, odds and ends that we forgot to say. <laughs> there's, okay, a yeah. the, there's a few, there's a few of them this time. Sorry. Um, the Z cars sort of funky theme version from 1977 that yes. we played yeah. um, is actually credited to Steel Eye Span. Right. Um, Steel Eye Span fuzz music is the actual credit. Okay. Fuzz being a word for police, and it's also yes. a, I think it's a there's such a thing as a fuzz pedal on a guitar or something Is apparently it? i don't know about music so okay. i don't know but of course steel ice band as we previously mentioned several issues ago mm -hmm. were on crackerjack in 1976 yes. um fronted by maddie Pryor, mm -hmm. uh daughter of alan Pryor, mm -hmm. uh writer for zed cars and yes. other things and, and other things mm -hmm. um so that gives me an excuse to do my uh, yes. There is there is a fuzz pedal. It's a guitar thing. So there you go. Okay. Um, yes. I, I don't understand that. No. All right. It's it's to do with music. But yeah. Um, mm. Maddie Pryor, daughter of Alan, and it gives me an excuse to do my Maddie Pryor impression again. Okay, if you must. Yeah, because yeah, she sort of goes. Oh, you mean hat? David Brunt knows what I mean. Okay. Um, that version does seem to have a bit of Dixon and Dot Green in it there. It does at Bearing in mind, Dixon and Dot Green had not long finished. Yeah. Just before. But that. there you go. But I, I, I'd love to find a really decent recording of that because I really like it. I, I, I think you're a bit appalled at it. But <laughs> I, I was. I was at first. I, I, the more I hear it, the yeah. You know, I think the more it, I it's a like bit it. funky. But oddly, yeah. the next year they go back to a much more traditional version. So mm. there you go. Um, lots of. Uh, oh, some some Francoise Pascal bits and bit bits and pieces. Yeah, she yeah. has got a radio show. She has on Radio Scarborough yeah. on Sunday, Sunday afternoons. afternoons at four o'clock um, for two hours for disco themed yes, disco stuff. So yes. uh, a lot of stuff from yes. from the late seventies that you yeah. might well know if you're of a certain age, like mm -hmm. what I am. Uh, but we did mention about the um, stage. We did. Version. Yes. And she, it was she very kindly replied and as yeah. let us quote her. Yes. And she said something they like should have done We should have done a stage, stage production. Stage production. It might not have worked. And they should have done a film version too. A lot of should haves. Yeah. It's interesting mm -hmm. that um I think it would certainly work as a stage well, it already has worked as a yes. stage play. Um yes. 
but I think it missed the boat for being a film just by a couple of years. Yeah. Because production is 77, 78 for series one. Of course, you need yeah. to be established before you anybody wants to make a film anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, there's an awful lot of UK um, sitcoms that got made into films, but you're talking yeah. more early to mid-70s. Yes. So your dad's armies, your yes. steptoes, your, you know, bless this house, all, mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. Um, by the time you get to 78, 79, you've got the hyperinflation kicking in that yeah. you know the, Graham Williams Kim's is Doctor, Doctor Who. Who not Kim's um, Doctor Who but makes Doctor Who a lot harder yeah. to do uh, but you know yeah. you set a budget in April and by September everything was costing twice as much yeah. so it's noticeable that the sitcom films stopped being made about that. yeah they peter so, out yeah so yeah. yeah so it's you know it, it, it certainly again there's an interesting an interesting film yeah. that could yeah. have been made yeah. anyway Carl Sagan bits and bobs okay. um, I forgot to mention Corky Quakenbush oh, Corky Quakenbush. Corky Quakenbush, who is one of my favourite names ever, um, <laughs> on the film crew. Yeah, is, it, but, is he his cameraman? Isn't he or something? He's, he's on the he's on the yeah. film crew somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, he's a cameraman. But Carl Sagan also did the Royal Institute Christmas Lectures, nineteen seventy seven, and I remember seeing those, and they are damn good. They're yeah. available on the Royal Institute channel, so it's richannel.org um, slash Christmas Lectures. Mm-hmm. Um, there are. They're a bit fuzzy because I think they're some from VHS tapes by the look of it, but okay. they are there and yeah. they're, they're well worth a look. Mm-hmm. Especially you were in the period now, you just had the Mars landings, the Viking missions from 76. Okay. And you were in the midst of the Voyager stuff. Right. The um, mission to all the planets. Um, have to mention that we, mm-hmm. we're, I'm quite fond of Uranus because we've stood in William Herschel's. Um, back garden where he discovered yeah. Uranus where Karen, and that, that... Caroline's sister dropped some mercury and, and broke a paving stone oh, yeah but uh, if you go to Bath you can t- go to William Herschel's house and stand yeah. isn't it every other day though or something uh, like it, three it, days a yeah, week yeah it's not open all the time yeah. but you have to make sure it's yeah. open so we, 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 we got there too go. early and had to go to the pub didn't yes, we yes we did what a surprise yeah that was a good excuse yeah. uh, but Voyager also had the gold disc which was the sounds mm. of Earth and all the languages of Earth so that ties quite mm. nicely uh, with with mind your language um there's um sounds of people speaking music lots of languages um crickets frogs chimpanzees no cats for some reason okay uh, um tractors sheep right morse code yeah and all this stuff was put on a gold disc and sent out to the stars in the hope that some aliens would pick it up one day okay and that did happen Mm. Because that's what the first Star Trek film's about. Okay. Vija. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Because the aliens find Voyager right. and it's got a bit dirty. That's a, stu- oh, it's a really God stupid sake. thing. Okay. That there's some dirt on the name panel, so, so they think it's, it's called Vija. Right. Nobody thinks to clean it off with like a rag or something. <sighs> obviously, space or aliens. Obviously, space aliens don't have like Mr. Muscle or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, other other things in Cosmos, um, early use of scene sync. Oh, yeah. There, there's yeah. when he's walking around a model of the library at Alexandria. So that's a nice sort of thing because it's around the time of Meglos. Mm-hmm. Also, find out why the dodecahedron in Meglos is associated with the heavens and it's to do right. with Pythagoras and his okay. followers. Um, there's the Bills of Mortality. 
um, in right, the book. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not really in the in the TV show so much. No. But explain what the bills of mortality was, Lisa. Uh, that's how the way people that, people that, died, isn't it? They kept a record of it, how people yeah, died. So just hold hold that. And okay. I'll, I'll tell you. Right. Bring it back to my mouth. Thank you. Um, bills of mortality for 1632. Right. Um, Charles I. Yes. Um, French pox. Twelve people died of that. That would be syphilis then. Apparently. Five people died of gangrene. Right. Um, 470 people died of teeth. Okay. Uh, what, I, they ate them? That's my wisdom tooth hurting at the moment. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, uh, one person died of piles. Okay. Yeah, there you go. 38 people died of the king's evil. Any idea what that is? Um, we could look it up. It's not scrofula, is it? I forget. I forget. It might be scrofula. It could be. Yeah. And I don't thir- even know what thirteen that is, people but... died of planet. Uh, okay. So whether like Jupiter landed on them, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been a big, big planet. Yeah. Though, but uh, <laughs> let me just look up King's Evil. I think that, it is scrofula. Now you've got me interested because I can't remember. Because I think it wasn't the, wasn't the king's supposed to touch you them could and touch cure for it. it king's evil on the royal touch yes yeah, scrofula or the king's evil it's like a, a so form the touch of, of the king could cure it it's like basically. a form of leprosy isn't it um a swelling of the lymph nodes in the necks co- in the neck caused by tuberculosis oh, okay. Not um, edward the confessor um touched for the king's evil right um so yeah um yeah that's a, that's I know that's not very cheery, but it's interesting oh, history. It is interesting, yes. Uh, yeah. What else have we got? Oh, Carl Sagan's the first person. Well, he might be the first person. It's either him or Douglas Adams. He uses the phrase Encyclopedia Galactica. Okay. Nice. Um, there's also stuff on the Tunguska explosion um, and the explosion on the moon in 1178, which possibly caused the creation of the. Um, crater Giordano Bruno and there's a very good story to tell about that mm-hmm. and it's in my book which you can buy from Lulu okay. Toby and Lucy I might as well plug it I've plugged everybody else's okay, book yeah, right. but there you go <laughs> um, I think that's it for for all for all the cosmosy things mm-hmm. um, I don't mind doing an extra bit of cosmos at the end because on the DVDs of cosmos you get the episode and then you get five minutes extra of mm-hmm. stuff um, to do with stuff that they've recovered afterwards or okay. thought about afterwards so, yeah so yeah yeah the stuff on 2d and 4d universes mm-hmm. it's just so much good mm-hmm. good stuff in there and yes available oh, on dvd yeah there wasn't some bad googleplex oh well. the googleplex yes yeah. the um very very quickly it's to do with big numbers 10 mm-hmm. to the power of six is a million that's one right. followed by six zeros yeah 10 to the power of 100 is a google that's one right. followed by 100 zeros okay and carl sagan talks about a google plex which is mm. 10 to the power of a google mm. and he says i'll try and write out 10 to the so it's 10 to the power of 10 to the power of 100 right um so it's te- one followed by a google zero so he starts to write it out on a bit of paper and he unrolls mm. this bit of paper and he carries mm. on writing he's in cambridge and he's He's got this bit of paper all yeah. over Cambridge. He's got it over like people's going bicycles round and, round, and he's yeah. covered in it. And eventually he realises that it's a futile exercise yeah. because a piece of paper that contained a Googleplex will be larger than the universe. OK. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not much point in trying to write it out. No. Yeah, but it's a lovely yeah. demonstration. Yeah. And, uh, and only in Cambridge or Oxford could you could get you away, get away with, with being yeah. acting quite that mad. Yeah. But that, again, that's why he's such a brilliant presenter. Yes. Anyway, 
we'll round off, as we said, with yes. some a couple of bits and pieces from young Warren. Young Mr. And, Warren, yes. And then we'll, then, then we'll come back and say to her. Okay. Okay, bye. bye. Next question. You were, you were the proud owner a few I don't years like to ago. Say. Of some extremely poor audio recordings of Doctor <laughs> Who, weren't you? Which you let, which oh, you lent. Oh no, them. they were of maximum convention. I can assure you. Well, you had the Web of Fear episode two. Um, Jamie on his no, that was was Jamie on his motorcycle. No, that, that was, was in was the, the Highlanders. Highlanders. Somebody goes past on a motorcycle Cycle. in the Highlanders. Um, the Web of Fear episode two, which was totally oh, unintelligible. Yes, episodes three, four, five, and six were With fine. Crystal, weren't they? Yes. Episode two was a. Astonishingly poor. More than bacon and eggs on the soundtrack on that one, wasn't there? Evil of the Daleks episode two, (laughs) you had on audio before it was returned on video. Yes. But you'd done the thing of, (laughs) and I'm going to embarrass you now, I'm sorry. You'd actually transcribed. Can you lower me oxygen into the hole I've dug for myself, please? (laughs) You transcribed the dialogue or attempted to. And there's a line in episode two about. What was it? Something like the power of that gas gas was pretty potent. Yes. And the the reply is it was Maxtable's invention. invention. Yes. Except you wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Dear, is he having a seizure? You wrote it was maximum convention. Yes. I don't know what what maximum convention was. I I must have been to a maximum convention at some point. Uh, I've seen the outfit you wore, darling. Yes. But that's one of those things that stuck with me. But, uh, yeah, thanks for that. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. When when did you first get a video? Because it was a Betamax, wasn't it? You it were was. a Betamax boy. Ah, this was a this was a joint venture here because you helped me get the purchase the um. The no, video. the actual video recorder. Oh, crikey! Early eighties. No, because I I I know I got you the odd tape. I know I don't. I now got you Day of the Daleks. What year did we meet? 82, 83, 83, 84. Somewhere like that. Would have been about the time, 83 mm. possibly, yeah. Um, it was 83 because I, because I'd videoed Five Doctors. Oh, you oh you had, you had Five Doctors? I had five doctors oh, I on, never saw your copy of on that. On Betamax. Oh, that's, that's why then. <laughs> yes, I recorded it off air on Betamax, yes. I remember we attempted to hook your Betamax up to my VHS and we... Did or your the, top loader. My my top loader thing. Yes. And you had a tape of odds and ends. There was Trial of a Time Lord part 13 or 14. I can't remember which. And you also had Dixon of Doc Green firearms were firearms issued. Firearms were issued from the 50 years from, of the BBC. Yeah, the BBC celebration. Yes. And we tuned them in basically via the aerial socket. Yes. So it was extremely noisy signal or, yeah. or static all over it but i remember having firearms were issued yes um that was which is now available on dvd yeah. and i was going to say fairly crystal quality it's as good as it's ever going to be but uh, that was my first ever viewing of dixon because mm. i know you had oh, some bizarre. hancocks that you'd recorded because they were repeating hancocks in the mid 80s hancocks half hour i think you had an off-air copy of that i don't know if you remember that but no, i've had I, the blood donor i can't remember which one it was or, I know you had Brain and Morbius, the cut-down version. Oh, that was terrible, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, can't, can't work out. blind as fandom, we were robbed blind of the great works. Yes. It's the, the what was it, 60-minute cut-down version of the Brain and Morbius. From, a, what, six episodes? <laughs> no, it's four, it is four. It is four. Four, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Does it feel that long? Sorry, right. Philip. 
Okay. Um, now, speaking of videos, I've got something to surprise you with now. Oh, oh he says. <laughs> oh, he's scared. Oh, I, I'm going to reach yeah, over. And here's your pizza box. <laughs> and you thought you were here to talk about... <laughs> oh, my Warren, God. pull that tape out and read out what it says on there. Oh, hold on. He, need, he, needs he needs his glasses. glasses. He needs his lookers. 20 years ago, I wouldn't have needed Do you these. need your lookers or your, or your readers? Oh, out, dear. Out, out come the, spect- oh. the spectacles. Just the spectacles, I hope. Good. Right, read this out. Lord. What does this say? The bill. The three, bill. Three wise monks. <laughs> Doctor Who, Edge of Disfluction, episode two. George and Mildred, the bad penny. Shoestring knock for knock. The bill just called me... Oh, brilliant, the goodies. Today the GPO, tomorrow the world. I, I recognise that I don't think it's really called that. I'm going to look at, let's see what that is. I recognise that handwriting. That's yours. That's mine. I know it's yours. <laughs> I found this tape. <laughs> I mean, I've coded it A2. <laughs> Why? Archive 2. It's the only other disc. This other... is a tape from UK Gold, isn't it? Well, we're assuming it is because we've got nothing to play it on. Yes, But you is, had yes. UK Gold in... Um... Oh, it's radio goodies, isn't it? Pirate radio goodies. Oh, that's it. Yes. Uh, I probably yeah. took it from. Uh, I took it from the quote from um, from Graham Garden. Mm. Today the GPO, tomorrow the world. Oh, right, I see. That's a brilliant episode. But, yeah, that's you've got yes, yeah, so goodies. Got, that's another. Yes, another. goodies. But yes. yeah, I, I like the fact you've got two episodes of the Bill on there. Um, I have box sets of the Bill, but that's not which, which, which will lead us on. Oh Lord! Very nicely. Where's me? Where's my helmet? You, <laughs> boots. So the bill is notorious for its final shot of some police feet walking up the street, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. And ironically, <laughs> this is now the role you have taken upon yourself recently. Yes, thank you. Yes, uh, some... you better explain this. Yes, um, you are now a star of, uh, of news and screen. Well, of news reports, news basically. reports, and I don't have an equity card. <laughs> they basically, uh, the BBC wanted some stock footage because their footage was out of date of police officers doing various things, driving cars, uh, talking to people in the street. And a shot of two police officers walking on patrol. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they not just their feet, I take it. The, the well, whole shot. No, no. At one point, it was he. He referred to it as, "I want to do a bill shot." Right. And I he said, being the cameraman. He being the camera. We'll come on to the camera person. Yeah, cameraman in a moment because they've got a story behind themselves as well. And. Um, it went along the lines, okay, yep, you want to do my feet shot? He says, spot on, because the officer with me was slightly younger and didn't understand the reference. What the bill was. <laughs> the bill, he knew what the bill was, but he didn't get the feet walking thing. So you want a shot of our feet then walking out? Yeah, that's the one. So we, we do that as well. So yes, um, I'm. if you ever see uh, anything on BBC South news reports, and it looks like stock footage of police, police feet. Officer. Yes, it's it's oh yeah, or a back of a policeman or somebody driving a police car. It's me. Basically, they have stock shots that are used for about ten years, don't they? And, they do until yes. the cars go out of date. <laughs> I think because they got rid of the Walsley and the Bell. The <laughs> yeah, it's about time you have a, about time you put a modern some car modern in. stuff in. Yes, yeah, so that, that's but, me, but, folks. If you see me, but tell us about the cameraman. The cameraman used to uh, work for Thames and LWT. Well, basically, he worked. He worked in Teddington Lock. Yeah, and you knew about this, and I knew about Teddington Lock. I was chatting to this chap, and he said, "Oh, I said um, you work for the BBC." Well, he says, "Actually, I'm freelance, but uh, originally he says uh, I um, used to work at Teddington Lock." I went, "Oh, the old ABC studios." 
and there's this pause when you say something to somebody who you know, says, yes they were ABC and then they became Thames didn't they and then there's a sort of yes how did you know that how did you know that and I thought you yeah, yeah. I was I just have an int- mild interest in sort of television. All oh, right, a mild interest. Mild interest. And um, he'd, he'd just been to a party a couple of weekends before because uh, they're closed to studios. It's going to be redeveloped. Oh yes, that's right. great, yeah, yeah. great shame. It's going to be redeveloped into housing. Um, it's it's a bit like knocking Shepperton down, mm. but the television equivalent, I'd mm. say. And he said um, he mentioned one of the television programs that I'm into at the moment, which is New Scotland Yard. Right. Worth a watch, ladies and gentlemen. We Worth shall be covering it in the future. Marvellous. Um, You'll be doing it. Um, <laughs> thank you. Oh. <laughs> you, you've been commissioned. <laughs> I've been commissioned, have I? Yes, uh, there I might be a cake in it for Will you. I be decommissioned soon? If you like. <laughs> yes. And um, he said he was responsible for some of the camera work on season four. And I went, really, knowing that that was the poor of the season. <laughs> he, re- he, he replied with, yes, I do apologise. This is a bit naff. But he was also one of the main cameramen on Rainbow. Oh. And he waxed lyrical about Rainbow. Okay. So, uh, yeah, he worked for years at uh, Teddington Lock. And thank you to... Warren, star yes, of, you, Warren. I was going to say stage and screen, stage but star, screen. star of star of screen at least, or at least screen his feet, and audio. his feet, feet are, yeah, yes. screen and audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, we've just heard in the last few days yeah. about the loss of Alan Simpson. Yes, it's very sad news. Um, yeah, that's that's an, that's an important figure again, yes. in a very important well, figure. Well, he invented sitcoms, maybe. Yes. So yes. we want to do him proud. So yes. we'll we'll do a tribute piece. Yeah. Um, Steptoe Hancock will mm-hmm. be the main pillars of that, but there's there's other stuff as well. You've just, you, in fact, you've just got a Golden and Simpson disc, yes. haven't you? What was that? Yes. Uh, the second lot of Playhouse stuff for ITV. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yes, yeah, so we'll 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 say farewell to Alan properly mm-hmm. next time. Yeah. Well, that's just about all for this week. Except for the reassuring news that Mr. Trowbridge finally managed to escape the clutches of the Curry and Chips Appreciation Society. With a titanic effort, his mighty thews bulging, he burst in upon their control room and began typing a frantic arpeggio on the computer keyboard. Meanwhile, Miss Parker, astride her powerful jet ski, the salty spume glistening off her auburn tresses, swept up to the main entrance. Readying herself to engage the evil pair in unarmed combat, she being a second Dan, and a third Charlie, she leapt with gazelle-like grace from her throbbing mount, only to find that they'd gone home for their tea and left the key under the mat. Which was nice. That was episode six of Round the Archive, starring Lisa Parker and Andrew Trowbridge, with Paul Chandler and Warren Cummings. Thanks also for, to David Runt, Paul Venezes and Francoise Pascal. On the musical side, you heard Dan Tate and Paul Chandler. The script for Zed Cars, Friday Night, was by Troy Kennedy Martin, and the script for Mind Your Language was by Vince Powell. And the producers were David E. Rose and Stuart Allen.
My stomach's rumbling. For <laughs> 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 <But> that, just. <laughs> I should use that as an effect. You should. <laughs> <laughs>